amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The Ham Radio 2.0 audio podcast rip. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. So basically what I do is I take all the audio clips out of my videos and upload them to Spreaker. And then from there, they're spread out to iTunes and SoundCloud and now Amazon Audible as well. But I want to welcome you and thank you for joining the audio section of this series on Ham Radio. I hope you enjoy it, and I would appreciate you leaving us a comment or a review on whatever podcast service you're listening from. Thank you in 73. Hope you enjoy it. The IC7300 has been a long tried-and-true HF radio in the world of Ham Radio for the past four or five years. One of the newest models from ICOM at the time of this recording and just recently released is the Yezu FTDX10, which was speculated incorrectly, I might add, that it might be Yezu's attempt to overtake the market from the ICOM IC7300. I don't really think that's it. And that information came from a Facebook ad, so it was probably wrong anyway. But I did want to do a video that compared the two radios, put them next to each other side by side. I'm going to put them on a scale and weigh them both. And we're going to talk about both of them today, upcoming right now. Shut up and sit down. Ham Radio 2.0, where we do reviews, news, and how-tos of things that are new in amateur radio. Thank you for joining the channel today. My name is Jason. I'm KC5HWB. And I am excited to talk about these two radios today because I officially now own them both. I've had the 7300 for quite some time. This is my main go-to radio for doing parks on the air. I, I don't keep my IC7300 in the shack. I keep it in, a, in, a, uh, in a, an Apache case that came from Harbor Freight. And I keep it either in my garage or in my storage building or sometimes in my RV trailer. And I'm always grabbing it and taking it when I go do parks on the air. Recently, I was loaned an FTDX10 from uh, the Yezu FTDX10 from RNL Electronics. And since then, I've posted two videos, one with Ham Radio Dude and one with uh, Doug in 4H&H. And to go through, and you know, Ham Radio Dude, Sean and I, we went through and we just kind of did a high-level overview of all the buttons and menus. And then with Doug, I did a deep dive into setting up the receiver for this really, really great radio. So you can go watch both of those videos. I will link those up here as time goes on through this video. Now, one thing, one disclaimer I want to say before we get started here. I don't want to be too long-winded. This is a comparison video not to show you which one you should buy, but just to give you information and let you make the decision for yourself. Since the loaning of the FTDX10 by RNL, I like this radio so much that I asked him if I could keep it. And he made me a, a slight bit of a deal on it because it was an open box model that was returned from a previous customer. Nothing in the world wrong with it, but it wasn't brand new out of the box. So I got to keep it and I have used it on several parks in the air activations. I took it to the Outer Banks when we went out there with the Hand Radio Adventures Club in April of 2021, but 
I wanted to do a video that compared the two because honestly, they're they're different radios. They're not in the same category. They're not in the same ballpark. They're not in the same. They shouldn't really be compared to one another as if you're going to be purchasing your first HF radio. Should I get this one? Should I get this one? Should I get this one? It really kind of depends on what you're looking for, what you want to do, and what features you want. So the point of this video is going to be giving you the giving you the information you need so that you can make your own decision on which radio to go for. Let's get into this. I pulled up the pages to each of these radios directly from the manufacturer's website. This is the ICOM America page right here. This is the uh, yezu.com page for the FTDX10 right here. I put both of the radios on a scale and the Yezu FTX uh, the Yezu FTDX10 weighs about three and a half more pounds than the IC7300. So I'll do some overlays here. The IC7300, according to their website right here, weighs about 9.26 pounds. I put it on my scale, which may not be as accurate on smaller weights like that. Uh, my shipping scale only goes up to five pounds, so I had to put it on a bigger scale. My scale showed it as 9.5 pounds. Again, it, it may be, there may be a little bit of wiggle room in there. So 9.26 pounds on the ICOM America website is probably a little bit more accurate, but I wanted to, to weigh it myself and see what it weighed. The, the Yezu FTDX10 comes in at about 13 pounds. They don't list a weight for this radio on this one page here. If I dug down and maybe into the files or into the owner's manual or something like that, or, or maybe the tech manual, it, it might say something like that, but I didn't find a weight just, just kind of directly on the front page. Regardless, the Yezu is bigger as I will put an overlay here, uh, comparing the two radios in size. The Yezu is heavier by about three and a half to between three and a half and four pounds. And the, and, but the screen on the 7300 is actually quite a bit, it's, it's actually about the same size screen on the two. Uh, the difference is really kind of negligible in my opinion. So, uh, so it really kind of depends on what you're going for there. The Yezu does have a 3D waterfall where the ICOM only has a traditional 2D waterfall. Some people that might be important too. I didn't, I don't find much value in the 3D waterfall. I can, it looks cool, but is it really useful? I didn't think it was. Some people may disagree and that's okay. That's okay. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just like, eh, I wouldn't use that as an opinion whether to buy this radio or not. At the time of this recording, the IC7300 sells for right at about $1,000, $999.95 at most websites. The ASU FTDX10 is $1,699. So it's about $700 more, almost twice as much money. Now, in a video earlier this year, actually, actually it was last year, I did the best HF radio for under $1,000 back in 2020, and I said, if you can afford it, the, Yezu, uh, the uh, ICOM IC7300, this was before the Yezu came out, is the best bang for your buck to get into HF. You get all the bells and whistles, you get a built-in sound card, you get all this extra stuff, and it's and it's $1,000. Used to be you'd have to spend... 1500 to 2500 to get as many features in a package as what the 7300 gives you for $1,000 today. I still stand by that statement. If you are a brand new ham operator getting into HF and you're looking for the best value for your money, and you've never done HF before, the 7300 is still a fantastic option. I do not plan on getting rid of mine. I plan on using mine for several years to come until I upgrade to the 7610 maybe, which is probably even heavier than the FTDX10 is. But regardless of that, 
the 7300 is a fantastic starter radio for someone who's never been on HF before, for someone who's never done HF. And at the $1,000 price point, it is more financially feasible than the FTDX10 is right now. Having said that, I wanted to go over here and get a couple of shots of some of the major differences that I think exist between the two radios, okay? So as I said when I recorded my video with Doug um, in 4H&H, this is well, Doug said this actually. This is basically a three thousand dollar Yezu FT 101D, which is the top radio on the Sherwoods report at the time of this recording. This is basically a three thousand to thirty five hundred dollar radio with a few extra features taken out that most common operators, most non contesting operators, aren't going to use. And it's in a bit of a smaller package for about half the money. Okay, so if you are interested in getting into contesting and pulling out that very, very weak signal, the FTDX10 is going to be a little bit better at it than the 7300. Also realize that at that when each radio was, was released, the ICOM's five years older than the Yezu. The ICOM IC7300 is about five years, maybe four, four or five years older than the uh, Yezu FTDX10 from when they were released. So as technology grows, how quickly technology grows this day and age. The FTDX10 actually should be, it should have a few better features on it just because it's a newer radio. The same way that the IC7300 has a better receiver than some of the, the Pro 256 or the Pro series, the Icon Pro, whatever, 246, 246, the predecessors to the, the IC7300. The IC7300 has more features, has a color screen, touch screen, and stuff like that, and a little bit better receiver than some of those older models, just because it's newer technology. As technology and time goes on, technology gets better. So the FTDX10, being a newer radio and a newer design, has that going for it. But it, again, it does have that extra $700 price tag. So I did want to show a couple of things on the screen of each of these radios. So let's move over here real quick, and I'm going to slide over to this side of the shack. This is the screen, obviously. There's a touch screen in here. We've got, I do not have a radio hooked up right now. Also, I should state, when I weighed each of these radios, I didn't have a microphone, power cable, anything else connected. It was just the radio by itself. So that's important to note also. So I've got this right here setting on this screen, and we're going to go through just a couple of the features that I want to show you guys because I think this is important. First of all, this right here is your preamp button. And you can turn the preamp one on. You can see it light up right there when I, when I press this preamp button. Preamp two, and the preamp is off and it goes away. So you've basically got the preamp off, preamp one and two. That is the same for the FTDX10. It also has what they call an IPO which Doug and I discussed that in, uh, in the video we recorded together. An IPO basically means the preamp is off. It has a preamp one and preamp two. So from that standpoint, these radios are the same. Moving over here where they differ a little bit, I will show you that the attenuator is a long press, which turns on the attenuator right here, and then the short press turns it off. So there's one option for attenuator on this radio while there are three options for attenuator on the FTDX10. I'm going to show you that here in just a second. So there's one option for attenuator right there, as you can see. There's also inside of this scope menu, if you'll go here and to scope, 
if we go if we go from here from this if we hit menu and go into the audio section it brings up these audio scopes down at the bottom there's also an attenuator button right here which you can change you can press it short press it to turn it on it goes to 10 it starts at 10 db 20 db and 30 db in reading the manual i believe that's attenuation only for the scope itself and not for the actual receiver and the radio if I'm wrong on that, someone please correct me. I have not tested the attenuate. I don't use this audio scope. I usually keep it in this mode right here. So to see the water, the scope, the spectrum scope on top and the waterfall in the bottom. So I don't really use this scope. So I don't, I'm not as familiar with it, but it does have a three-way attenuator right here, which if I read the manual correctly is just for the scope. So you can see what act So it attenuates the signal on the scope itself. I'm not sure if it, affects the receiver or not the radio is a hundred watts the radio does have voice recording where you can go in here and record yourself to say cq cq uh, parks on the air this is kc5 hwb calling cq you can record that once and play it over and over again you do have to have an sd card in the radio to record the voice and you can save all of your settings to the sd card and do firmware updates through the sd card as well all of that is also true for the FTDX10. It will do the voice recording option and let you play it back and forth. It will do the, uh, you can save your settings to it, to an SD card, and you can reload, perform firmware updates and all this kind of good stuff. So let's take a look at the screen on the FTDX10 now, because I want to compare it to what we just saw. This is the screen and face of the FTDX10, as you can see, well, you probably can't see this in this shot, but it is bigger. It uh, the the radio itself is bigger. The screen is about the same, but the screen gives you more information. Also, the the frequency at the top right corner of this screen is a little bit uh, smaller, which provides more room and more area for um, stuff on the screen and to 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 click around and whatnot. So, the noticeable things I will say on this one is here's your attenuator. And you've got three settings on the attenuator, 6, 12, and 18 dB. Now, for a radio in this price range, going up to 18 dB is a little bit unusual in a very good way. Okay, so I can choose to turn the attenuator off. I can go to 12 or 18 dB, just like that. This is your preamp right here, which has the preamp 1 and 2, and then the IPO, which is the same thing as the preamp being off. That's not what I wanted right there. So from, I keep clicking on meter because it goes away too quickly, which was one of the complaints that a couple of the other guys had about this radio. The, the menu goes away too quickly when you click on it. So this one also has a digital noise reduction button right here, which we spoke about in the um, other, one of the other videos, or a couple of the other videos that, that we recorded about this radio. So the fact that this one has an attenuator that goes up so high, and a digital noise reduction, and a couple of other features which uh, Doug and I spoke about in the video I recorded with him. It really does kind of open up some things that allow it to become more of a competition rig, more of a contesting rig, um, more of a experienced person who's used to listening to the bands and know what they're listening for rig and that type of thing both rigs do have a built-in sound card so doing ft8 is very simple with both of them you just plug them into the the computer and 
sometimes Windows 10 will download your driver and sometimes it won't. So it kind of depends on your computer setup there. Don't blame the radio if Windows won't download the driver. Generally speaking, that's a Windows issue. I get that question a lot, actually. So it's important to keep that in mind when you're connecting with it. The FTDX10 does have a DVI out for video out, so you can connect it to a DVI monitor and have a bigger display. The IC7300 does not offer this. Their, uh, their upgrade to the IC7300, which is the 7610, does offer a DVI out, DVI out display, but of course that radio is over $3,000, right at $3,000. So it's almost twice as much as the Yezu is. Each radio has one antenna port, and one antenna port only for for HF communications. The flex radios that I use, which are more expensive than, than both of these, commonly have two antenna ports, plus a receive antenna port, plus a transverter and port, or maybe more than one. So there's some, so the as far as the IC7300 and the FTDX10 goes, they both have one antenna port. Both of them use the standard USB-B, USB Bravo connection on the back of the radio to connect directly to the computer for either CAT control or FT8 WSJTX. The Yaesu FTDX10 has an additional two USB ports in the back that I think that I've never actually used myself, but I'm told they can be used with like, say, a wireless mouse or just a USB mouse. So you can move the mouse around the screen and click on stuff instead of having to go reach over. You know, if your radio's over there, you can wireless mouse to it and click on that sort of thing, change channels, change bands, and adjust filters and whatnot. So that's kind of good. The ICOM IC7300 does have a direct sampling receiver, according to uh, ICOMAmerica.com right here. It is 100-watt output on uh, single sideband, 25 watts on AM, which is pretty standard. Receive frequencies go from 0.030 to 74.8 megahertz, and the receiver type is direct sampling, where the Yezu advertises a hybrid configuration. Yezu Hybrid SDR configuration has a narrowband SDR and direct sampling SDR. The narrowband SDR receiver emphasizes excellent receiver performance, while the direct sampling SDR provides a digital processing real-time spectrum scope. So they use their direct sampling for their scope, and they use the narrowband SDR receiver for the actual receiver performance itself. That is getting into some territory that I am not 100% privy. Uh, I don't know how to explain it correctly. I think I kind of understand it, but I'm not going to offer you any deep dive on that because I'm not as smart as some people out there as far as receiver performance and and whatnot. The Yezu FTDX10 does offer narrowband SDR and three types of roofing filters with what they call phenomenal multi-signal receiving characteristics. The IC7300 boasts that it has RF direct sampling is protected by an array of bandpass filters. The signal passes through one of the 15 bandpass filters where signals outside the bandpass are rejected to reduce insertion loss. The IC7300 utilizes high Q factor coils. Digging through the product page on icomamerica.com and also through this IC7300 manual that's a PDF file that you can get for free from their website. Nothing is mentioned about roofing filters in the IC7300. So if someone has information about roofing filters for the IC7300, that might be, uh, feel free to, to comment below. So that is, and again, if you're new to ham radio, if you're just getting into HF, you're not going to really worry about that sort of thing. That's more for someone with a better ear who's used to listening to it. Something you can grow into, certainly. Something you want to consider for future use, yes. Especially if you're going to start contesting and want to participate in uh, special event stations and field day and this kind of stuff. 
but that is definitely a difference between those two. The FTDX10 also includes uh, 15 separate bandpass filters. So as far as bandpass filters go, if you don't know what a bandpass filter is, a bandpass filter basically keeps signals from outside of whatever band you're on from interfering. Uh, and it keeps your radio from interfering on other signals outside of the band. So if you're operating on 20 meters and someone next to you is operating on 15 meters, it's supposed to reduce the amount of interference that you put on them and they put on you. Okay. Most people run... Most people during uh, de-expeditions and during field day will run a bandpass filter in line with the coax between the radio or tuner and the antenna. Those are certainly very beneficial, uh, but these both of these radios offer 15 separate bandpass filters inside of the radio to help reduce harmonic noise between different bands while operating on a specific band. So all that to say what exactly? All that to say, should you buy the IC7300 or should you buy the FTDX10? My answer is yes. Yes, you should buy the 7300 and the FTX10. Now, most people aren't going to want to buy both radios. I understand that, okay? And the only reason I own both radios is because I actually, my IC7300, I traded a guy. And I think I said this in a video a couple years ago. I got an email from a gentleman who lives in Texarkana who wanted to put up a DMR repeater, and I had four or five DMR repeaters in my possession at that point in time. He emailed me one day, and he says, I want to put up a DMR repeater, and I want to trade you for a brand new IC7300 that I won at a ham fest. He bought his first IC7300, put it in his, in his home, liked it so much, he bought a second one to put in his RV trailer. And then a short time after that, he won a third IC7300. And he's like, I don't need three of them. So I'll trade you for a DMR repeater. Now, I ended up giving him some more stuff because, quite frankly, at the time, the IC7300 was worth more than a used Motorola DMR repeater. So I gave him some, uh, some cans and some uh, duplexer, duplexer cans and a couple other things as well. So I think he was happy with the trade, and so was I. And so that's how I got my IC7300. My Yezu FTDX10, I told you I just bought with a discount from RNL, but it was an open box version. So, you know, Gigaparts had a couple of those listed on their website the other day, I think. Uh, so you might check uh, that type of thing from other vendors if they do open box or trade-ins or something like that. Somebody buys it, doesn't like it, they trade it back in. It's a used piece of equipment. Even if they've only had it for a couple of days, they can't sell it as brand new. So... Uh, that might be one way to kind of look around and get stuff. Check the QR, check the swap forms at QRZ for used radios. IC7300s going for used price usually don't cost much less than a brand new one because the radio retains its value very well. And um, in fact, uh, back during Black Friday, about a year and a half ago, the IC7300, you, you were able to get it for just under $800. Then Icom made some changes in prices and now they... They sell for a thousand, but they're still selling very well. And like I said before, as an entry level radio for just a thousand, if you can afford a thousand dollar HF radio for an entry level radio, I highly suggest getting the 7300. The, FT, the FTDX10 is kind of in another ballpark by itself due to the filtering it has, due to some of the extra features it has, due to the receiver tuning and performance it has. It is a four to five year newer design 
than the 7300. So you have to take that into account when you're you're buying radio. If you're going to buy a radio that's 10 or 12 years old, it's not going to many times it's not going to have as many features and it's not going to perform as better as a brand new radio. There are exceptions to that rules for all you tube guys out there who think that tube radios sound better than transistor radios that sound better than SDR radios. There are is there is room for argument there. And I certainly think that that there is plenty of room for tube radios out there. And a lot of them actually do sound better than some of the SDR radios we have today. But that's going to be a subject for another video. So what do you think about which radio you think you want want to have? I know a couple of guys that are selling off their 7300s to get the FTDX10 just because it's new and shiny and uh, and the performance on it. And they, they're contester guys. And they're like, I want the better performance of the receiver even though it's $700 more expensive. But again, you know, this channel, I target a lot of newer hams, people who just got their license or just got their upgrades. I think that if you want to do an entry-level radio, the 7300 is going to be plenty and it's going to last you for years and years. So the 7300 is going to be a very good today radio and a very good future radio also. But if you're going to get into contesting and if you can afford the extra money, the FTDX10 does give you a little bit better bump for receiver capability, direct sampling, uh, SDR, uh, tuning, uh, tuning out the noise to get that weak signal in that uh, for that DX entity that you might not have worked before. So let me know what you think in the comments, guys. I'd really like to know what you think. Those of you who might have both of these radios, I'd really like to hear from you. Put a comment below. Let me know what you think about each of these radios, whether you have one, whether you have the other, which one you decided on and why, 73, and we will catch you guys next time. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.